Super Bowl 55 is here. Welcome everybody to the Spin and Sports podcast and our Super Bowl special edition. She's Tony Wetmore, he's Landon Bethay, and I'm Grayson Singleton. Coming up on today's show, we're going to introduce some Super Bowl prop bets. Also, we will discuss X-Factors for the game before we give our final predictions. But first, we had breaking news over the weekend as the Detroit Lions traded Matthew Stafford to the, to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for a 2022 first-round pick and three future third-rounders, and as well as Jared Goff. Landon, your reaction to the breaking news? Super Bowl contenders, automatically. Wow. The St. Louis Rams that are no longer in St. Louis and are in <laughs> L.A. L.A. <laughs> Last week it was the Redskins, and this week it's St. Dude, Louis. It, they're just they're switching up on me, and I'm not, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> but the Rams are contenders. That, that defense is phenomenal, and that O-line, who was ranked third in the National Football League, will be more than enough to protect Matthew Stafford and his strong arm, not to mention you team him up with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. It's a recipe for success. How much of a surplus do you think Matthew Stafford will be over Jared Goff? You know, personally, Goff was a, was a good quarterback. Great for the system in L.A. I truly believe Goff has his, he has his promises as a quarterback. He reads the defense fairly well. But as far as talent, Matthew Stafford probably has one of the best arms we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's just been wasted away in Detroit. And I'm very interested to see how he plays in LA, but I do believe he is most definitely a surplus, and I do believe this will help elevate them because they 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 were in the playoffs, they beat Seattle, and now I think this will get them over the top, back to their championship uh, contender position that they were at a couple years ago. Absolutely, uh, Stafford is stepping into the better situation here. He's leaving a program where they kind of held him back, and he's going into a growth type program. So I would say definitely he he has a, the better end of the deal here. Um, yeah, if, when it comes to Matthew Stafford versus Jerry Goff, I think the difference here is that you're losing a little bit of mobility, but you're trading it for more arm talent. And when you have the complement of receivers that you have, your Robert Woods, your Cup, your Everett's, and then just all the other guys that I just throw out there, when you have that additional arm talent, I think mm-hmm. that actually will take the Rams somewhere. I think Matthew Stafford is more is a more flexible quarterback in terms of Goff looked very much like a system quarterback, oh, yeah. and yeah. now and now we'll see as he moves away from Sean McVay if he was really just a product of McVay or if Jerry Goff is actually a very good franchise quarterback. Right, I, and I wish him all the success. And obviously, that's hard to do when you're in Detroit to to predict success for anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the talent of Megatron, Barry Sanders, just wasted away in that franchise. Not to mention Matthew Stafford. He's giving. He's been given the chance to go prove himself as a quarterback and go go have some playoff success. I wish both quarterbacks best of luck because it's a different pace now for both of them. Stafford's probably going to be in the position to win games and win big playoff games. Jared Goff is, I mean, I wish him the best of luck in Detroit. That's all I can say. <laughs> I feel bad for him. So what happens, real quickly, what happens to Matthew Stafford's legacy in both of y'all's opinions if Matthew Stafford does win a Super Bowl with the Rams? You can take it first. Personally, it depends. It, uh, it depends on the Super Bowl. If he goes in there and he just wins the game, may, maybe doesn't win MVP, then I mean, yeah, that's great for his legacy. That's great for his just because he proved that he could go win a big game. But if he wins multiple, then he's in. I think he's in the top ten conversation. If he wins multiple with the Rams, immediately after being put in a team, and I know he didn't have much success in Detroit, so you can always say, well, he was in a great system, but. If you go in the Rams and you win multiple Super Bowls with the talent he has, 
he's probably a top 10 quarterback of all time. Okay. I would agree. If it's multiple, then I would put him up there. But um, one isn't necessarily going to do it for me. But if he is successful with multiple, then definitely would put him up there in that top 10 status. All right. Sounds good. Well, let's get to our main story today. Let's do it. Oh, I have, I have a more question. Go for it. Um, so following this trade, what do we think this means for Deshaun Watson and his okay. potential trades? So I don't think it affects Deshaun Watson that much. And the reason why is because I never really thought Detroit – or the Rams was going to be a destination for Deshaun Watson. So I don't think this is very much so related. I do think it might impact what the team that brings in Deshaun Watson has to give up because now they'll have something that just set the market a couple months ago. And I guess Houston and their inept front office will now have mm-hmm. something to say, okay, they got this, we want more. You know, there was the talk about the 49ers being a possible landing spot for Watson. I think that might just be off the table. If I were Watson, I wouldn't want anything to do with that NFC West. That division is by far the best division in the National Football League now, and I would go on to say that it might be one of the best divisions we've ever seen, as far as I've okay. ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, we haven't seen it yet. But my prediction is we will see a very stacked division. The Seahawks are going to be right in the middle of everything. They might not be the the typical Seahawks team that we always see, I I don't know what they're gonna look like. That I'm interested to see. But as far as the Rams, the Niners are gonna be back. The Seahawks will be in the midst. And then you have the Cardinals who are young and they looked very solid this year. That division is nothing to to play around with. We could see three teams in the playoffs next okay. year, as we almost did this year from that division. I still stand by my Jets take for Deshaun and his landing spot, but I would say it's going to take a lot for them to do a trade, for Houston to do a trade. They have zero first or second round picks this year based off of all the management Mm -hmm. issues. So I would say three or four first and second round picks is what they'll ask for, as well as potentially a couple of defensive players. You know, you mentioned the 49ers before we, as we wrap this up. Um, If I was the 49ers, I wouldn't even be interested in, in Deshaun Watson. Really? I mean, they just yeah. went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. The difference between the Super Bowl year and this year is that you had $80 million right. worth of cap space on injured reserve. Right. So you get largely that same amount of that same those same players, a healthy Debo Samuel, who's becoming one of the better receivers in the league, and I think the 49ers are going to be okay. Yeah, just real quick, Jimmy Garoppolo is a very solid quarterback in, in San Francisco because that team is just stacked around him. Right. However, there's no doubt that Deshaun Watson is an improvement. Oh, he would make it better. Oh, right, exactly. But is he worth what you would have to give up? I believe to bring so, because I think Garoppolo, he's in and out. He gets hurt. He's in. Mm-hmm. And when he, he's in, he doesn't play phenomenal football. The Dolphins benched him this year. He, had, he got benched. He was playing terrible football. When the Niners played the Dolphins, the, the, the Dolphins just embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. I don't sure. think Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. He fits the mold well in San Francisco right now. So if they stick with him, they're going to have success. But as far as in the future, there might be a guy that comes along that they need to look into as their franchise quarterback. Enough said. Let's get into it. Super Bowl week. Here we go. <laughs> You've got it. Well, here we are. Super Bowl week. One of the best times of the year. Absolutely. No question. And I think this is the best Super Bowl. I know it's the best one I've ever seen. I would reckon to say it's the best one ever because you have Brady and Mahomes. Like I said last week, GOAT 
versus baby goat. Can we stop saying baby goat? Is that a kid then? Should we call him the kid? He's 25. Brady's 43. I, I see new, all the reasons. New, new goat. New goat works. Well, he's baby goat because he's not new goat. We'll, get, we'll talk about that. Well, let's discuss this first. Who has more to gain and who has more to lose? Brady or Mahomes? So, Brady has nothing to lose here. Agreed. He's 43. He has six Super Bowls. Right now, he is the undisputed greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to talk about there. In terms of Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has everything to gain here. And with a win here, Patrick Mahomes is on an identical, if not, if not better trajectory than Tom Brady was. Mm-hmm. And through three seasons as a starter, Patrick Mahomes threw double the touchdown passes that Brady did, nearly double, 69 to 114. He threw nearly half the interceptions as Brady did. He has a higher touchdown percentage based on attempts, and he has half the interception percentage that Brady had by his third season as a starter. So, and, and he's more decorated because he has an offensive MVP and an offensive player of the year and an NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. So now if he can add in three years two Super Bowls like Brady has, but he beats Brady. Mm-hmm. He is the undisputed greatest quarterback of all time through a, through a first three seasons. Okay, and I think that with two Super Bowls, two MVPs, an NFL MVP, and an Offensive Player of the Year at the age of twenty five, Brady's title for greatest of all time, if they lose, is on alert already. Right, and obviously, I think we all agree. Brady can't lose anything in this game. He's already mm-hmm. proven his point that he doesn't need Belichick, that he really never needed Belichick. Now, I will say this. As a 43-year-old playing a 25-year-old, you are not expected to outperform this 25-year-old, especially one of the stature of Patrick Mahomes. However, if Brady not only goes in there and wins this game, but outperforms Mahomes... I believe he has the most to gain because at that point, there is no way Mahomes will ever be able to pass him, in my opinion, and I'll explain a little bit why. At this stage in Brady's career, if he beats Mahomes, who's we don't know what Mahomes' prime will be like because he's still so young, and Brady even, we can't really say, well, this was Brady's prime because he's just been able to do it for so long. But if Brady is able to beat Mahomes when he's 43 and Mahomes is 25, then there's just no way you can say, well, Mahomes is Mahomes is better because Brady beat him. So let, let, let me ask you this. if So say say the score is 10-9 to 9 or something similar to that Patriots-Rams Super okay. Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes throws one touchdown and Brady throws you know, one or two interceptions but gets that one touchdown like on a one-yard run, and the, and the Buccaneers win. Right. Do you still... Th- because technically Brady would not have outplayed Mahomes, you know, per, I actually, per se. But do you, if if something like that were to happen, God forbid. Oh yeah, and we have another, and we, and we have another, and we have another boring Super Bowl. Now is that mountain still impossible to climb well, for Mahomes? I think in a ten to nine game, I don't think a quarterback outperforms another one. I think it depends who gets the win in a ten to nine game. Now, if it's like the Philadelphia Super Bowl, where it's forty one to thirty three. And Brady throws for 505 yards, and or Mahomes in this case, whoever throws for you know whoever stats are just phenomenal, but they lose. In that case, you can look at well, he Brady may have not outperformed Mahomes, or Mahomes may have not outperformed Brady, but they did get the win. And the win, the win does count for something. Like you mm-hmm. know, you can have the greatest stats, but with a win, 
the, the win is the most important thing. That's what you're playing for. So you're going to be hard-pressed to pass Brady, even if, if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, he's going to be hard-pressed to pass Brady in general just because of how phenomenal he's been over a long period of time and the fact that he's won multiple Super Bowls. And he did it with so many different teams. There's not really been a constant on most of those Patriot teams. It'll be hard for Mahomes to pass him as it is, but if Brady is able to win this game, I don't see it ever happening. Because you cannot simply say, because Mahomes will probably have a, at this point, like you said, his his trajectory puts him having a better statistical career than Brady. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Mahomes has battled injuries, and that's another discussion where who knows how long he's going to be able to do what he's doing because of his electric play style. He may end up playing this level of football for another five years, another ten years, or he might play it for another two. You don't know. But the ability to sustain longevity and play at the top of the game, your stats can go up and down and fluctuate, but the ability to win and win and win no matter who's on your team, who's your coach, that means more to me than throwing for 50 touchdown passes one year and you know 30 the next and then 40. In my opinion, if you're winning football games, you're doing what you need to do. Okay, so since you speak of winning, through their first three seasons, Tom Brady was 34-12 and 12 as a starter. Mahomes is yet to lose his 10th game. Really? That yeah. is interesting. I will say this. If you want to look at the offenses that Brady played with and versus the offense that Mahomes played with, it's not comparable. That Chiefs offense is... 10 times better than that Patriots offense was when Brady was in in the in the early stage of his career and I would say you could put them against any Patriots offense and the Chiefs would probably come out on top. I will say the Patriots had their stacked offenses for a short amount of time in Brady's career, but when you have Tyreek Hill, McCall Hardman, your boy McCall Hardman. Oh yes. <laughs> and then you have Travis Kelsey, who if I don't I want everyone to watch this game. I want everyone to watch the Super Bowl. I want you to watch how many times Kelsey catches the ball with his back turn to the first down marker. And then he just he gets seven yards, maybe ten. He's he's all, he's virtually unguardable, and we're gonna get into that later. I'd like to discuss Gronk versus Kelsey a little bit because those two are probably the best tight ends ever. Shannon Sharp might have something to say about that, but as far <laughs> as I've seen, those two are the best tight ends. Mahomes throws to receivers who are just open. They're hardly ever covered because they're so fast. Mm-hmm. And I hope the Bucks are ready for that because last time they played, Tyreek Hill torched. First off, they, he torched Carlton Davis, Carlton Davis yeah. early on, and then after that, he he was a little he was quiet when they made adjustments. But yeah. he, Bucks can't get away with letting him torch him this time. Cool. I would say I would agree that no one has anything to lose here. Neither Mahomes nor Brady has anything to lose. But and of course, Tom Brady in the past twenty years, he's been in half of the Super Bowls now, so right. he has nothing. A, lo- a loss here would not tarnish his legacy in any way but I say that if Mahomes wins this game it would help in his race against Tom Brady as the GOAT and I know Landon's going to be mad at me for saying that but I'm not saying anytime soon I'm not saying in the next couple of years that Mahomes will be considered to be the GOAT but in the future I would say that this Super Bowl beating Brady would definitely put him up there. Does Patrick Mahomes have to win more Super Bowls or tie Brady for for Super Bowls in order to be considered greater than Tom Brady. You know, that's because great, I don't think he does. That's a great question. Personally, I think Rodgers is a perfect example. If Rodgers won four Super Bowls, I would say there's an argument that you could put him above Brady. But he he didn't. But he didn't, yeah. yeah. Uh as far as Mahomes, it depends because if Brady had never left New England, I would say Mahomes wouldn't have to go win 
as many Super Bowls as him because of the talent Mahomes has. But we are, we're witnessing Joe Montana almost did it with the Chiefs when he left the 49ers. He went to the Chiefs, and he, he took him to the AFC title game. Mm-hmm. Brady one-upped Montana, as he almost always has in his career. Mon- Brady, I mean, Montana was the guy. Brady came in, won more Super Bowls, virtually did everything better than him. And now he's doing, he's one-upping him by taking his team to the Super Bowl. I don't think Mahomes is by any means a system quarterback. I'm not trying to say that. But I will say this. If you put a lot of quarterbacks, and especially Mahomes, with the arm talent he has. We talked about Stafford's arm talent. You put a quarterback with the arm talent in that Kansas City offense, I I say they still have a lot so, of success. So they they may have some success. I don't know if they'll have the success that they're having. I don't think they'll have comparable success. And the reason I'm saying that is because this isn't the first great quarterback that Andy Reid has had. Because if you go back to Philadelphia, who was who was his quarterback? He had Donovan. McNabb. It was Donovan McNabb. And then and then at the and then toward the end he had Michael Vick. And yeah. then he comes over to Kansas City and he has an Alex Smith that's still in his prime mm-hmm. and they're still making runs to the and they still make runs to the playoffs. What having Patrick Mahomes has done has just allowed the ceiling to pop off yeah. of everything that you ever thought an offense could do. And when and when given the opportunity, Patrick Mahomes shows just how physically superior than every other quarterback he is. Case in point, we'll go back to the Week 12 game against Tampa mm-hmm. when he when he drops back 10 yards and throws a ball 70 yards right. of air yards to Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. Like, n- no quarterback, not many people can do that. No, Mahomes, by all means, is probably the greatest talent I've seen at quarterback. So I And I'm not trying to say mm-hmm. he's a system quarterback. No. I, I, that would be absolutely ridiculous. However... The receivers that he throws in the windows he throws to, they're, it's not tight coverage most of the time because his receivers are just so they, – they're just skilled. The route running they have and the speed, it, it's tough to guard. Like, I've got a stat about that in a second. So I, and, and I want to also bring this up. Mahomes led the league in dropped interceptions this year, and that's most in NFL history. I thought that was super interesting because it just shows that I'm not. And this just shows that Mahomes is phenomenal, but there's a lot of variables to to take into account, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of variables with Brady in New England that we had to take into account, but he proved them all wrong. So Mahomes does not have to win six Super Bowls to pass Brady if he wins this one. If yes. he loses this one, then then he's gonna then have he to has to pass Brady. Yeah, he's gonna have to one up Brady. Yeah. All right. So let's have some fun with this next segment, and we're going to do... Are y'all betting people by any stretch of the imagination? I'm not. I mean, uh, no, but I might. I might. Unless Landon wants to bet against me. I was like, I know we have an (laughs) audience... Just saying. I know we have an audience of people who who do this thing. So we're going to get into some prop bets, and just in case you guys or the listeners don't know, how how to read these things are the favorite is going to be the negative number, the underdog is going to be the positive number. And so, here, we'll, I'll explain it this way. A minus 110 would mean you have to wager 110 bucks yeah. to win 100 A plus 110, you'd have to wager $100 to win 110 Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not a betting person, okay. so let's, this is going to yeah. be interesting. This was basically... Bet you a dollar. That was, <laughs> that was basically for educational purposes for our audience, so you guys don't get lost. So our first, So, our first one. Will there be a two-point conversion attempt 
So the yes is the underdog at plus 130. The no is the favorite at minus 150. Really? People are saying no? Yeah, no is that the, is interesting. Right, right now, right now at Westgate in Vegas, it is the underdog. I think there will be a two point conversion. I agree. Yeah, I do. I do too. So this is one of the ones that didn't hit last year because last year there was not a two point conversion right. attempt. And however, eight of the past eleven Super Bowls, there has been at least one. Mm-hmm. So there, there you go for that one. All right, number two. Will there be a missed extra point? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Have you seen Brady's kickers in the, the Super Bowl? Yes. I like how it's not even Tampa Bay's kickers, just Brady's kickers. No, well, kicker. Stephen Gostkowski well, like atrocious in the Super Bowl <laughs> against Philadelphia. Yeah, I remember Gosh. that. Um, also, I mean, the Chiefs have had problems with Bucker as well. Oh, he, yeah. He hasn't, really he hasn't been bad. automatic this year. I'm assuming, is that a favorite? That's got to be the favorite. That, the, yes. Um, yes is the underdog. Really? Yeah, at plus 250. No would be no is the really? favorite at minus 300. Well, I might have to get into yeah, that one. That's, that's one of the ones I found, I found <laughs> interesting. Um, since the NFL pushed the, back to, pushed the extra point back to 2015, there's been a success rate of 93.8. Pretty interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and this one ties into the first one about would there be a two-point conversion. And the reason I would think there will be a two-point conversion is because I do expect somebody's kicker to screw up to the point where a two-point conversion would make it mathematically favorable. I 100% agree. Yeah. Will either team score in the first five minutes? Both are. This is going to be even, both at minus 110. I would say yes. Um, the Chiefs, I don't, they typically can score pretty quick. So I would say yes. Mm, that is tough because there's been there's been a lot of Super Bowls where it's a slow start, but then a slugfest happens in the second half. The Chiefs are so dynamic on offense. I would reckon to say that there is going to be is it going to be? Did you say touchdown or points scored at all? Will it be? Will either team score in the first five minutes? I believe so. I believe honestly, I could see Tampa if they get the ball first, driving down the field and just uh, being okay with the field goal after the first drive and kicking a field goal. And did you just say reckon? I reckon to say that I did. <laughs> Dear Jesus, see the <laughs> see the, the thing the thing here is that I I believe if Tampa gets the ball first, then this answer is no that okay. they don't because I think Tampa just moves more methodically. I, I agree. They stay in the huddle longer. They run right downhill, right, and then they go back and stay in the huddle. So I think if they get the ball first, like this this is purely dependent on the coin toss, right? Um, if they get the ball first, I don't believe they'll score within five minutes. I think the Chiefs you have a better chance of that right. just because. They, they might run a five-yard play and then a 12-yard mm-hmm. play and then a 60-yard play. So I'd like to revise my answer to yes for a touchdown <laughs> for the Chiefs and yes to a field goal for the Buccaneers. I don't so yes think overall. That's betting. I don't think that's how let's betting just, let's just cover I know how this works. Let's just cover everything. <laughs> yeah, it's designed for you to lose, so I don't think they Aww. allow you to yeah. do that. No, I'll just say yes. I mean, I said yes either way. What's right? the next one? Okay, go ahead. Let's just let, let's just let. <laughs> Total sacks by the Buccaneers' defense. So, mm. is it over two? That's going to be the underdog at plus one twenty, or is it under two at minus one forty? Whose defense? Buccaneers. I'm gonna say under. Interesting. Under two. So, this I kind of had a question about this. We can discuss this here in this for this uh, mm-hmm. this bet. I, my question was, who do you think will prevail, the Bucks defensive line or the Chiefs offensive line? They lost a key part. Yeah. Of their offensive line, I mean, Tam- I mean, uh, Kansas City did. So, who do you think is going to prevail at that matchup? You know, I don't expect Tampa to get constant pressure, but I would take the over two. And this, this is this would be me just throwing a risk here at my at plus one twenty because the reward is kind of worth right. the, worth the risk here. 
for all intents and purposes, I'm not a gambler. This is this is just me if I was. Um, but yes, you mentioned Eric Fisher, who's out with the torn Achilles, and they were they're gonna move. They're probably gonna move Mike Rimmers over to left tackle, mm-hmm. who is a vet, who's a veteran, right? Um, so I I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if either happened. I'll take over two. I agree, but I don't think that those I don't think that those sacks will come at critical moments. You think it's going to yeah throughout I, the game? Yeah, I think it'll just be like one just interspersed here or there, and then when when need be, I think the Kansas City Chiefs just go quick pass, quick pass, quick pass, and don't really give those guys like Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett time to get to the quarterback. Right, I agree. And to answer your question, I think that the O line for Chiefs will be better than the D line. It's interesting. The thing that O line is phenomenal. The thing with Kansas City is that they haven't really even played. At the whole season with who they expected to play with right. because you had the the right guard he opted out because of covid they had another injury later so now they're only gonna be playing with two play players and by the way their center daniel kilgore minutes before our show started got put on the injured uh the reserve covid list really so yes oh. so now you've got another situation there yeah so i actually then believe that the bucks defensive line is going to it's hard to say prevail because when two forces are right. h- hitting like that I don't think there's going to be a considerable difference. I don't think the the defensive line for the Bucks is going to have a tr- a tremendous amount of success. I do believe though that there will be a sack in a crucial moment mm-hmm. and I expect it to be Shaq Barrett and I'm calling that right now. You read, you read my mind. Shaq Barrett led all edge rushers with 76 pressures, which is which combined sacks, hits and hurries and he was credited with the third highest pressure total at his at his position. The last time we saw both Shaq Barrett and Mike Rimmers in the Super Bowl was Super Bowl 50 when Mike Rimmers was, was a member yeah. of the Panthers and Shaq Barrett yeah. was on the Denver Broncos. Shaq Barrett also had a very nice game. Mike Rimmers did not. So do we see do we see a repeat of that? Possibly. You never know. We'll see. Uh, on to the next. I think we will. Mm, okay. All right. On to the next. Will Patrick Mahomes throw an interception? Yes is the underdog at plus 100. No is minus 120. He will. And here's why I think so. That Bucks defense is coming in fired up. And they're playing physical football, and they got away with a little tug um, on that pick that they had on Rodgers. I will say, they got away with a little. But I think they're coming in fired up. They've had turn, they, they made Aaron Rodgers throw an interception, which is that's tough on its own. Yeah. And then Drew Brees, Kinda which got away with one isn't as, it's not as tough to make him throw an interception. He's very good at protecting the football. Mm-hmm. But he just he did not look like he knew where to go with the ball. They they had him covered. They what picked him off four times, twice. They picked, Breeze, I believe it was twice. But keep talking. I'll, I'll I think they up. picked him off. At it least was it wasn't four. I know that for a fact. I think he threw a lot of interceptions, and so and so I truly believe that <laughs> I truly believe that he will throw an interception. Okay. I want to say no. I want to. I want to say no. But I'm going to say yes, and just because it's the Super Bowl, you know, that's right. pressure even more so than any other game of the season. And like you said, the Bucks have done a great job with Breeze and with Rodgers. Go ahead. So Breeze did. He threw three interceptions. Three. So okay, not two. It, it was three. Also, I'm going to say no. And interesting because Mahomes doesn't throw into tight coverage, and the yeah, Bucks don't really true. give you very much tight coverage that's true. because Tampa. And we mentioned Carlton Davis earlier today. That Tampa defense, especially their secondary, isn't very good. And you mentioned they're going to come firing up. Does that mean that they get a little overaggressive? I, I, honestly, if you can't, you got to approach this game with you cannot come in 
all antsed up and ready to go because mistakes will be made. Yep. You mm-hmm. have to come in relaxed. You have to act like you've been here before, even if you even if you haven't. And that is a very solid point. That Bucks defense could come in too fired up and it could cost them. And I I do think they are gonna there's gonna be a blown coverage. I, I'm <laughs> willing to bet that there will be a blown coverage at some point in that game. How so, much over under what? <laughs> so so Mahomes led the league in least passes into tight coverage with only eleven percent and his league leading one percent interception percentage was one of the highest all time. Well yeah, when you're not throwing the ball into coverage it's easy for Well this is out of five hundred eighty eight <laughs> pass attempts. Well yeah, of course and you only threw six interceptions. You gotta you gotta commend him for not throwing that many interceptions. But at the same time, if you're not throw if your receivers are open you're not going to throw interceptions. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's true. So I mean, Mahomes was also not picked off by Tampa when they met in Week 12, and has not thrown an interception in this postseason. But he will. I think Brady will too. Don't mar- don't get me wrong. He's <laughs> throwing an interception. It'll happen first. And Landon's going to go face down <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I'll get to that. We'll it get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, here we go. This is our last one. Will either team score in the final three and a half minutes? Yes, is the underdog here. How? Or, or yes is the favor, rather. Oh, I, I was like, I'm, I'm, my mistake. Yes at minus 170 and no is the underdog at plus 250. Oh, without a doubt, a team's scoring in the last three minutes. If they don't, I will be surprised. And it'll probably be, and I wouldn't be surprised if two teams or both teams score in the last three yeah. minutes. I was going to say the same thing. I would not be surprised. So this is actually, according to Westgate, this is one of the most reliable prop bets in okay. Super Bowl history. The last, the last time this didn't happen was Super Bowl forty eight when the Seahawks beat the Broncos forty three to eight. So yeah, neither team was trying to do that. The last open. six Super Bowls have been decided by an average of eight point eight points. Each of those games featuring a score in the last three and a half minutes. Last season there were two, both by the Chiefs. I like that look you just gave. Hey. Right after that. It's all right. It's a new game. <laughs> Let's take a look at some X factors now. Who do you think is going to play a huge role in, in the game? Well, I think we're going to see a familiar face. It's going to be Brady. Obviously, not the X factor, but it's going to be Brady to Gronk. And I think Gronk is going And the Chiefs, they have the 28th most yards allowed as a defense to tight ends. So they are fairly good at covering tight ends. However, it's Gronk. And that poses an interesting question that I'll get to in a little bit. But I do believe Gronk will have a, if anything, he'll be targeted early because Brady trusts him. And with Godwin being flaky, to describe the best, he's hot and he's cold. And Mike Evans is very inconsistent. He He's a, a very physical threat. And I do believe that he's going to have success in this game. However, he sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. That's about the whole Tampa receiving core. Godwin has been dropping the ball quite a bit in the playoffs. However, I do foresee him stepping up and making a big play in the Super Bowl. Okay. But Gronk, he will be the X factor. So, right off to the, right off that, my main X factor for Kansas City is going to be the safety Daniel Sorensen. Okay. And what we forget about the week 12 matchup is that when Tampa Bay was coming back and making it a game, it was because the Brady to Gronk connection started started firing in the second half. And what happened was, and what ended up happening, is that Gronk led Tampa Bay in receiving. That He had six catches for 106 yards in that game to lead Tampa in receiving. And that was how Tampa got back in the game and made it more respectable than it really was. Mm-hmm. Daniel Sorensen, I think, is going to draw a, the assignment of, on, of Gronkowski, mm-hmm. okay. either, either one-on-one or over the top, helping a linebacker. I also think 
he could also draw an assignment from Scotty Miller. I was going to get to that one too. And, and, and he's, one, he's one of my X factors here, but I think the main one here is what do the Chiefs and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola do with Sorensen? Because Sorensen not only can cover players, he's also a blitzer. Mm-hmm. And if he goes and if he gets scot free to Tom Brady, you could see it. You could see a disaster that looks almost like how the second half started against Green Bay. Right. No, I I actually have Frank Clark on here, the defensive end, as mm-hmm. one of my X factors, because one of the blueprints to beating Brady is to get pressure on him. That was more in New England than it was here in Tampa. However, well, it's well, a very well, even emo- now. Even now, but it was more when you have a lack of weapons. But now, since you have weapons, it's easier. Your guys get open. That's the thing, though. If, if Frank Clark gets there quickly and those guys don't have time to get open down the field, Brady is going to be in for trouble. He's going to have a tough night. And to what you said about Scotty Miller, we know that Brady has no problem spreading the wealth. I, You don't know who's going to win or who's going to go in there and eat up all the targets. You don't. It could be Cameron Brate, who I have as one of my X-Factors. It could be Scotty Miller. It could be Rob Gronkowski. Obviously, the two-star receivers can't be X-Factors because we know they're going to play an impact on the game some way, some form. However, you could see a very similar scenario how Chris Hogan was in New England, how he had one game you know, in the yeah. AFC Championship against the Steelers. He just went off. Brady targeted him. He found him. There was a flea flicker. A four, I think it was a 45-yard touchdown pass. Just receivers, you don't know for you don't know which receiver is going to pop off when. And I do believe that Scotty Miller is going to, if he is in, the Tampa utilizes him sometimes, sometimes they don't. If he's in, he'll play a factor in some way or some form. Speaking of receivers, I'd like to bring up for the Chiefs, McCole Hardman. I know Landon mentioned him before, my boy. But I just think that he brings a lot of energy, and he sometimes flies under the radar, but he typically has great games. And I think this will be a game where he really goes off and can show his potential and his explosiveness. And also, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is coming Mm -hmm. off of injury. It was just confirmed that he is going to be playing during the game. So I think that that'll be a huge role coming off injury. He's hungry, get back on the field, and get get work done. So when it it comes to Hardman, Hardman's role will be expanded because Demarcus Robinson was also placed on the reserve COVID list mm-hmm. right before our show started as well. So you could probably you could, you'll see a lot more of McCall Hardman than you saw last year in the Super Bowl. And so I want I want to know what you think of this, and it's particularly Landon, Todd Bowles. Is he an X factor today? Because yes. the last time his defense went to Kansas City, they got absolutely manhandled. You had Carlton Davis one on one with Tyreek Hill with no safety over the top. So now you've got to you've got to get guys cover, and I want to know what does Todd Bowles do to try to take advantage of a depleted Kansas City offensive line that's been good, but now just lost its left tackle. So I think I think he's going to play a major role in this game. Of course, and obviously it's hard to say that a coach is an X factor because they've got to do their job regardless in order to have success. However, as the defensive coordinator against one of the best offenses we've seen, you best believe that you better do your job if you want to win that game. And obviously, the the Chiefs are going to score. That's going to happen. However, can you manage them at a rate where your offense can not only score more, but you can kind of control the game? If you can control the game against the Chiefs, it is you're at a huge advantage. And you haven't seen a lot of people do it. You've seen one team have success doing it. That was the, the AFC Championship. The Patriots are the one team I can think of that have had success being able to manage that Chiefs team. 
due to the fact that that defense is really molded around trying to defend against the Chiefs. Belichick's prepared for that. He knows what he's got to go up against now. It, you just don't see a lot of teams limit them. And mm-hmm. they're able to just do what they want to whatever defense they play. True. If Todd Bowles is able to contain the defense early and even later in the game and maybe for the second quarter and the third quarter they have their scoring sprees or you just weather the storm, I do believe that Tampa, I, he, that's going to make him an X factor. You have another one? No, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, last, one I'll, last one I'll mention is Mike Remmers, who's going to start in place of Eric Fisher. And the last yeah. time we saw okay. him in the Super Bowl, he was getting wrecked by both Von Miller and, right, yeah. and Shaquille Barrett. All right. Let's get to the fun part of our show. Let's go. Who's, who's going to win? Who's, who's going to win? How and why? I'll uh, let y'all go first. L- ladies first. Okay, I'm going to say the Chiefs, and my score is 41-35. I think it's going to be about a little less than a one-touchdown game. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game, and that Tampa Bay will go for a two-point conversion, but it won't be enough to get a win. Interesting. The over-under for this game is 56.5, and Kansas City is a three-point favorite, and I will take Kansas City to cover. I will take the under on this. I have Kansas City 31-20, to and... I don't think Kansas City will have to score 40 points to win this game. Mm. I believe Spagnola's defense is going to come out so complicated, and it will take advantage of this young and rather inexperienced offensive line. I think they do get pressure on Tom Brady, and I and I believe that with an opportunistic defense that they have, that, that peaks right at this time like they did last season when they picked off Garoppolo twice. Mm. I, I believe they'll do something similar to that, 31-20, to 20, something along those lines. If Tampa's to win this game, it's going to be along the lines of th- of 23 to 17, 23 to 20 something like that. You know, I've Here gone this whole playoffs. Yeah, you're right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I've gone this whole playoffs except for with an exception of the uh Washington football team game. Very good. Yeah, I corrected it from last week. <laughs> when except with an exception of Washington, I've gone this whole playoffs not betting on Brady and the Bucks. And so far, it's worked out, and the Bucks have advanced. If I'm going to lose, I'm betting on Tom Brady. That's just, that is betting 101. I think Bucks win 31-27. to I do agree that this is going to be more of a, it's not, 31-27 to by no means is a super high-scoring game, but we're going to see a lot of offense and not as much defense, especially from teams. I think the Bucks' defense will play a factor. I think it's going to be a very big play defense they're going to show up when they need to Brady wins his fifth Super Bowl MVP however I I truly do think Mahomes we kind of had the discussion earlier Brady might outperform Mahomes and it's very possible it's very possible but it's so hard to see Mahomes not having a good game because we really haven't seen it we've seen him have mediocre games but we've never seen him have a bad game he might have the second best performance in Super Bowl history and lose. That would not surprise me. I say second because the best was when Brady threw 505 yards and you know three touchdowns and lost. I think Mahomes could do something similar here and light up the stat sheet, but lose the game. I hope the Bucks win. So what what kicks Tampa but ahead? In my opinion, what kicks Tampa ahead is I know I love to say it, but Brady. Also, I think. I, I have a hard time looking at Tampa and being like, that's what they're going to go do this game. That's what that's what their game plan is. They're, they're going to feed this receiver. They're going to feed that receiver. When you watch Kansas City, 
we talked about it last week and how no one can stop them, but they're very predictable. True. And Bruce Arians, by no means, is a bad coach. He is a very, very competent coach, and I do believe he is going to show up and he's going to be ready for that Chiefs team. Will the players be able to execute? Maybe. Will Todd Bowles show up? Yes. Like we were talking about earlier, him mm-hmm. as an X factor. If he's able to show up in the big moments and they know if they have a game plan going in there against Kansas City, you know, you can't really double anyone because of the skill of the whole entire receiving core. But if you can limit Kelsey, watch Tyreek Hill, don't let any big plays happen early on or late in the game because this this game is going to be a momentum circle. So just a circle. I see Absolutely. I see momentum swings throughout the whole game. I think the predictability of the Chiefs is going to be their downfall in the Super Bowl. Really? Even though nobody's been able to stop them. I, I at a certain at a certain level, these these are the best two teams these are the best two teams in the National Football League. Yeah. You can't always get away with the same thing. If the Chiefs win, that is most impressive. You cannot and they could they could go out there and win and just say, hey, this is our style of football. Try to beat us. And they'll have success doing that. And they've had success doing that. They beat the Bucks in a first game. It's hard to beat a team twice, especially a team like the Bucks with the talent they have and the defense they have. That's why I see the Bucks going out there, putting up 31 on them and only allowing 27. Real quickly, the last time that we saw Tom Brady face a quarterback in the Super Bowl that he played in that same regular season, he's actually... 0-2 the last two yeah. times that's, no, that's happened. that's true. And th- those are both those losses to the Giants. Yeah. When it comes to Tampa's defense, I don't I don't have much confidence in this de- in this defense. It's hard it's, to. It is. Maybe if maybe if you're playing a team like like the like the Ravens who primarily run the football and predicate their entire system not just offensively but defensively on running the ball, maybe but the fact that you have a young, inexperienced, inconsistent, mm-hmm. undisciplined secondary, I don't, I don't know. And not to mention that Kansas City, like this, this is the Super Bowl. Kansas City, yeah. they're, they're not going to come around, you know, jacking around like they well, do, yeah. like they do in the regular season. So if you, so imagine if Kansas City gets up fourteen to nothing, uh, twenty-one to three, like they did against Tampa again. Yeah. And we we've seen teams get up by large amounts on the. The Brady-led offenses. Of course. The Chiefs are not the Falcons. Andy Reid is not a young Kyle Shanahan. This this is the total. What about, what about 2014 in the fourth quarter to Pete Carroll and the Seahawks? I mean, I'm just saying, it happens before. Uh, don't don't get me started with that game again. Well, you, hey. you already know what I think about what what I think about Brady having that Super Bowl. Well, okay. So Landon knows how I feel as We well. can excuse the Super Bowls all we want to, but he's lost some and he's won some and he, you know, all the records go to him. He literally has the most of everything. And when you play in 10 of them, it's easy to have the most yards, most touchdowns and all that. I will say this. Mahomes will have a game that is comparable to Brady's in my opinion, statistically. I think those two are going to match each other and I hope that's what happens it's a little bit of a biased standpoint because honestly I would love nothing more to see those two go out there and just anything you can do I can do better type of thing Mm -hmm. I personally it's hard for me to see Mahomes having like I said having a bad game it's I've seen Brady have a couple rough games this year so it's easier to look at that Uh, two weeks ago two weeks ago but he won the game and if you continue to do enough and we talked about this last uh you know before our little break that we took on the podcast if you go out there and do enough to win the game, 
that's just as important as putting up great stats and winning the game. If you go out there and win the game, who like last week or technically, yeah, last week we watched Brady light up the stat sheet in the first half. Second half threw three straight picks on three straight drives. Will that happen this time? Probably not. But we do know that he played an atrocious half of football and still got the job done. <laughs> I think we're still going to see it happen. They're going to get the job done. And then, hey, and and the Chiefs are by all means favorites. Every little prediction I see, Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. But you don't bet against Brady, and that's the bottom line. Well, right. I, I mean, we've. I I, mean, it's going to be a great Super it Bowl. Is, oh, absolutely! It is going to be a fun. It is going to be a fun game. Um, I do. I don't know if I completely agree with your point about Brady got it done in the suit. He did. He he didn't re- he didn't get it done. Their defense, and especially if you consider that second half, they won in spite of him, not because of him. And I still and I and I still to this day believe that they won Super Bowl Fifty Three against the Rams. They definitely won that in spite of him and yeah, not okay. because of him. But and I the thing the thing about Brady in Super Bowls, especially the last two times we've seen him, or not, not the last two times, the last time we've seen him, and then what we saw in the NFC Championship game, when you go against a team that is as well oiled a machine as Kansas City, this Tampa team, I don't believe, is built to win in spite of Brady, and I can see a scenario where Kansas City makes that makes makes the game to where they're going to have to win in, going to have to win in spite of Tom Brady and if that becomes the case I believe we might be in for a, for a blowout okay so, so so the onus is on Brady to play well right it always has been for the most part with an exception I would say of his first three Super Bowls and the Rams game right but they just made up for the, what they did in Super Bowl 52 where they allowed Nick Foles to score 41 points on him. We, we don't have to get into it too much, mm-hmm. but you can sit here and excuse Super Bowls all you want to, yeah. but it's a, this big what-if game. It's what if this, you know, this hypothetical, this hypothetical. But what we look at is six wins and now ten appearances, looking to make it seven. Personally, I don't think it'll be a blowout either way. I don't think you can blow out the Chiefs, and even if you're up, just ask Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. You're up twenty-four to zero. It looks like a blowout. Next thing you know, you blink and you just lost a football game. Yeah. That Chiefs team will not go down easily. That Bucks team will not go down easily. I think it's going to make for a phenomenal Super Bowl. And like I've said, I think it's going to be the best one yet. To go back to the AFC thing, Brady did throw for three hundred and fifteen yards in that game, more than Mahomes, and he, and I know he threw two interceptions. Debatably, should have thrown three. Still got the job done, and I think we're going to see that in the Super Bowl, regardless of how any quarterback plays. If they get the job done, that's a credit to them. As a quarterback, as the leader of the offense, you get a win, you can't really be upset. I'm excited to watch this Sunday, and I'm especially excited to see how Landon reacts. I'm not. I'm so (laughs) excited, but nervous at the same time. For context, during the last game, he was... On the ground a bunch of times. Anytime there was an interception yep. or anything, you just see Landon either walk out of the room or just fall f- face first down on the ground. So, yep. nice. Think we should so. have a tally for how many of those. We should keep a tally. If Brady loses, are you still going to show up next week for the show? I will show up in my Tom Brady jersey. Okay. If Brady loses next week into the show, as I've done for the Super Bowls that he's lost, I've always worn my jersey the next day. Okay. I mean, like we said, there's no getting around it. 
that's the best quarterback of all time, but I will say Mahomes is the best talent I've ever seen in the okay. short period of time. I think it's going to make for the best Super Bowl, and I, I've repeated that several times. I'm just very excited to get to watch it. What's going to be the best Super Bowl? This one. Okay. All right. In sure. case I didn't say it, you know, I'll say it again. <laughs> so. All right, sounds good. All right, that'll do it for the show today. Enjoy Super Bowl 55. We will see you next week. God bless, keep cool, and stay warm here if you're in Oklahoma. It's, true. it's cold. <laughs> see y'all. <laughs>